Hello, I'm Russell Shaw, a Senior Market Specialist at FXM. Welcome to FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. Since 1999, FXM has provided global traders access to the world's largest and most liquid markets. Keep listening to get our quality market commentary and analysis. Hello everyone and welcome to FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. My name is Russell Shaw and joining me in a, in a moment is Nicholas Tsaburis. We're Senior Market Specialist at FXM. Today is Monday, it's the 3rd of April. And uh, I just want to remind everyone that uh, Nick and my discussion is exactly that. It's a conversation. Please don't uh, take it as investment advice. And in that regard, please listen all the way to the end. We're going to have our regional disclaimers right at the end. Uh, Nick, are you there? Hello, Russell. Hello to our listeners. Uh, good to have you back, Russell. Good to be back, Nick. And um, I think last week, probably a good week to, to take off. Not... Um, not the most exciting week, but still yeah. some important data points that may have come out. Yeah, exactly. De- definitely uh, far from what we have uh, seen recently. Uh, those past intense weeks, the last one was uh, a little bit, let's say, calmer. It had a few things, but nothing super major, uh, I would say. But still a couple of data points uh, to to talk about. Okay. Well, let's start off with those. Uh, what's yeah. at the top of your list? Yeah, Friday's uh, PC inflation update from the United States. This was the February figures. Um, so the, the, we saw inflation declining. Uh, core eased to 4.6% year over year from 7.4% previous. 47 4. previous. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, a small, uh, you know, uh, easing, but still. Um, took some of the pressure off and headline there we saw a significant moderation uh, which was 5% from 5.3% prior. Nick, I want, I want to keep on the theme of inflation if you, um, yeah. um, if you will. That's the inflation coming out of the US, uh, but what, what's the inflation out of um, other regions? Uh, I think there was a, a flash CPR that came out of Euro last week as well what yeah. happened there exactly on the same day we had the preliminary figures from march for eurozone uh so now the core actually ticked up to 5.7 percent from 5.6 percent final uh for february uh, and what was impressive though is that the uh, headline cpi dropped to 6.9 percent from 8.5 percent big uh s- slump there uh, so it was an interesting uh, release, I would say. Big decline. Still, still want to keep on this theme, though, Nick, because over the weekend we had some really interesting news coming out of OPEC. Um, are you able to take us through that? Yes, exactly. A bombshell on uh, uh, Sunday from uh, various OPEC and OPEC cooperating countries. So Saudi Arabia announced a voluntary cut of five. Uh, half a million, half a million uh, barrels per day, starting right. from May until the end of 2023. Other countries also that was in coordination with other countries. So, 
uh, these countries had uh, in excess of one million barrels cut combined. And then we add to that uh, Russia, which had already announced cuts of um, half a million barrels earlier in the year and also said that it will extend those until the end of the year. And we need to add to that the existing output cut that had been agreed in October 2022, which is by 2 million barrels per day. So add everything this together, the plan for May until the end of the year is for uh, a reduction in output by more than 3.5 million. That's absolutely massive. That's massive. What was the market reaction like there? Yeah, obviously oil prices jumped. We, uh, yeah. So, so a gap between Friday's close, Monday's open? Yeah, 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 exactly. And we saw, for instance, US oil uh, nearly hitting, actually going to the highest since January of the year. So let's can we tie this in with our previous discussion here, Nick? Uh, yeah. Is this inflationary? Are we looking at a potential uh, kick up in inflation? Yeah, I think at least conventional wisdom suggests that this could put pressure on inflation and onto the existing things because what we have seen is actually food inflation and stuff like that, uh, headline inflation uh, coming down mostly because of them, uh, you know, uh, decline in energy prices, but this could put renewed pressure. Meanwhile, core uh, readings are sticky. So it's probably going to uh, put pressure on prices and on central banks. All right, before we get onto central banks, uh, I think there's one more piece of the puzzle that we just got to bring in here, and then perhaps we can talk about monetary policy. Uh, this Friday, Jobs Friday, what's, uh, what's your expectations there? Yeah, so the last report uh, actually had saw the slowdown in the pace of jobs growth, but still a very uh, strong uh, print. And unemployment had ticked up to 3.6%, but still very close to the five decades uh, lows. And the labor market is very tight, according to the Fed. So it will be interesting to see uh, what we get here. And also average hourly earnings will be another focal point because they can put pressure on inflation or take some of the edge off. Yeah, that's right. And uh, as I recall, the last uh, NFP, they actually surprised to the downside, didn't they? Which um, yeah. which is very interesting, I think. So we've got, uh, we've got quite a broad um, idea of what's going on in terms of inflation. We've got the core PCE that moderated. We've got um, Eurozone uh, CPR. Headline showed uh, a kick up there, but uh, perhaps the trend moving in um, maybe the right direction. I'm, I'm not certain. Oil, oil adding perhaps some pressures, and now we're going to get the average hourly earnings this week. Uh, what's this doing in terms of our discussion on monetary policy, Nick? Yeah, so we saw um, uh, recently the, the US Fed moving into a more conservative stance, I would say because of the financial stress to the system following the SVB collapse and all that ensued. And, you know, that's going to be another test to this new approach, I would say. The first was Friday's PC data that we discussed. They, right. I don't think that they cause any uh, immediate issues to this more conservative approach, but we're going to have to see the um, 
uh, the, the, the job support as well, because the Fed became more dovish, let's say, uh, despite the fact that we have a tight labor market and sticky inflation. So it will be interesting to see if um, the figures will uh, sort of more put more put renewed pressure for mm. the Fed to be aggressive or it will allow it to go in this um, more moderated um, uh, path. It, it was the language that really sold us, wasn't it? It was kind of... The language, uh, uh, the, yeah, the language and the overall approach, because what essentially the Fed said is that because we have this financial stress, we will, we believe that this, although, although they did say we don't know the impact, mm-hmm. their best guess was that there will be credit tightening, which right. will amount to at least one rate hike. So essentially what they said is that the credit tightening will do some of the work uh, for us. And they and also the projections, because they kept the projections for 5.1 terminal rate, meaning another uh, 25 BPS hike and then pause. All right. And um, can we perhaps introduce uh, the ECB here? Just uh, just the differences in approach? Um, Is it worth mentioning? Yeah, that was very interesting uh, for me. A a week earlier, the ECB had down, down a completely different path. Again, they did stress uh, uncertainty and they don't know uh, how this will impact their projections. But if their projections hold, they said that they will need to uh, keep tightening. And not only that, President Lagarde drew a clear distinction between um, price stability and financial stability. Right. Uh, And said that there is no trade-off between them. So that's completely different approaches, of course. both those have the, ca- the, caveat, the caveat of we don't know what the actual impact of the recent banking turmoil will be. Yeah, so there's going to be a certain amount of data dependency here, but it's quite odd for us to be talking about the ECB being more hawkish than the Fed on a relative basis, isn't it? Yeah, I think we've seen this uh, for quite a while. And of course, right before uh, the banking, uh, the SVB collapse, we had seen the, the Fed becoming more aggressive again because there was a tone down uh, before that mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the ECB has been uh, quite hawkish for one clear reason of course that they started later and from lower compared to uh, to the Fed started tightening at least. Right let's bring in uh, a few other um, central banks uh, the RBA, RB and Z are going to be in focus this week. Uh, can you tell us what you're expecting from them? Yeah, so on Tuesday, essentially, in a few hours, uh, we expect the Reserve Bank of Australia. Last time, uh, in, in early March, they had delivered another quarter percentage uh, point increase, but had softened their rhetoric officials, and the later released accounts of that decision showed that policymakers had agreed to reconsider the case for a pause in this meeting. So, um, in the one uh, we expect now. So all options seem to be on the table uh, for the RBA. Um, It remains to be seen if they are ready to pause or they will need to uh, do a little bit more. Right. And uh, what about the Reserve Bank of New Zealand? Yeah, so um, they had delivered their 10th straight uh, rate hike in February. And uh, they have not shown any indication to back down, actually. And 
in fact, they had pointed to further increases in the in the official gas uh, gas rates. So, if if they back down now, it's definitely going to be a surprise in my mind. All right, a few more a few more items on my uh, on my list here. We're getting some manufacturing PMIs out today. Wednesday, we're yes. going to get the services PMI. Uh, anything you're watching for along those lines? I think it will be interesting to see how those uh, figures turn out. And we saw, for instance, in China that we had um, a cooling down in recent uh, very high mm. uh, prints, but did not uh, fall back below the, the 50 line, be it the official or unofficial uh, ones. Um, and it's definitely interesting, and we, and we have seen markets reacting uh, to such data from uh, time to time, so definitely interesting to watch. Nick, what else have you got on your agenda for this week? So, uh, we need to also point out that there are some holiday coming up, uh, holidays coming up in China and the rest uh, of the world. And other than that, I think what stood out was... Um, uh, Tesla announced its delivery figures over the the weekend. We saw new record deliveries, but uh, they missed target and production also missed the target. It was actually quite small increase quarter over quarter with a gap again persisting between deliveries and production despite the recent uh, price cuts by the EV King. So we're going to have to see that how this... Um, unfold uh, and of course ahead of the upcoming earnings season in a couple of weeks um all right nick anything else on your list there i think that's pretty much it all right excellent i think nick we will wrap up here i just want to remind all our listeners if you can just listen all the way to the end we'll have our regional disclaimers up next uh, thank you very much nick your insight always uh, incredibly um useful and uh, really appreciate that Thank you, likewise. FXM Limited, www.fxm.com forward slash UK. CFDs are complex instruments and come with a high risk of losing money rapidly due to leverage. 71% of retail investor accounts lose money when trading CFDs with this provider. You should consider whether you understand how CFDs work and whether you can afford to take the high risk of losing your money. FXM Australia. You can sustain a total loss of deposits. Please refer to our product disclosure statement at www.fxm.com forward slash au. FXM markets, losses can exceed deposits. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, other information or references to third party sites contained in this podcast are provided on an as-is basis as general market commentary and do not constitute investment advice. The market commentary has not been prepared in accordance with legal requirements designed to promote the independence of investment research, and it is therefore not subject to any prohibition on dealing ahead of dissemination. Although this commentary is not produced by an independent source, FXM takes all sufficient steps to eliminate or prevent any conflicts of interest arising out of the production and dissemination of this communication. Past performance is not an indicator of future results.